Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Winning Season podcast. And today is the first part of a special series with our guest co-host, Cheryl Monroe, aka my mom. Welcome, mom. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be on the Winning Season podcast with you, Miss Jacqueline Twilly. Thank you. So who are we talking about today? Today, we are going to uh, talk about Madam C.J. Walker, a phenomenal woman who has made an incredible mark in history. Yes, indeed, she has. So let's start with, um, we have some notes that we're going to talk through, but let's start at one major distinction. There is a popular Netflix Netflix miniseries based on her life, but that is dramatized and that take some leeway and it's not factual. What we're gonna talk about today is actually facts shared by her granddaughter. So these are some of the true facts about her life. Yes, it certainly is. I'm excited to talk about Madam C.J. Walker because um, you know she's in the beauty industry as well as myself. And I've been in the industry for 30 years. So I'm super excited to have this conversation about her and her history. Me too. So I will let you kick it off and tell um, the audience some of the background information that you learned. And I'll share some of the things that I learned about her that I found fascinating as well. Well, one of the things um, I learned about Madam C.J. Walker is that, of course, she invented a line of African-American products uh, for those after suffering herself with a scalp ailment of hair loss. And that is so prevalent even in our day and time. Now, a lot of women uh, suffer from that. But Madam C.J. Walker was a, a, a trailblazer and, um, and having this problem for herself and then moving into developing and formulating a product to help uh, with this hair loss. Yeah, so that I- was great. One of the things I liked was that when she formulated the product, she just started because she had an issue too, but she took a job as a cook with a pharmacist to learn chemistry. Well, actually, yes, she did. She took a a job with the the pharmacist, uh, but prior to that, you know, she was uh, a washwoman where she only only earned a dollar and 50 cents a day. And that is significant uh, of where she started from because she started with that dollar and 50 cents a day. It doesn't tell. We don't have the facts of how much she got paid with working for the pharmacist as a cook. But Madam C.J. Walker wound up being a self-made millionaire. And so it's so inspiring for other women who are not, you know, where they want to be right now, not making what they want to make right now, because she started out at $1.50, but wind up in the end being a self-made millionaire. And I just thought that was awfully incredible to see her drive and her persistence uh, just to make this product and this company grow. Yes. And she also, she had a strong work ethic because she started working in sales at a different phase of her life for the Puro Hair Company, um, learning the the hair industry and the hair business. 
And then she had all these other jobs leading on her way to her becoming a philanthropist and a millionaire. So that's a good point that you made that we all have to start from somewhere. And it's really about your determination and using what you can. Most people wouldn't think about using, taking a job as a cook to learn chemistry. They would probably in modern day times, just try to go out and get um, a job in chemistry or maybe get a degree instead of taking a side job to learn under somebody like that. So that was a good point that you made. I like that mom. Yes, absolutely. You know, another fact that I learned about Madam C.J. Walker is that um, she was good at having good judgments and quick in making decisions that need to be made in regards to her life and her business. So she was just at the top of her game in every area of her life. Yeah, give us an example of that. You know, and um, and a lot of that, uh, the quick judgment we saw kind of in the what you alluded to earlier, the Netflix movie, where it took some of the facts of her life, but then some of it was dramatized. And you would see her in that Netflix movie where just on the spot, she would make quick decisions as to what different directions she needed to go within her business. Um, and her, her, her strategy level was just, on point. She was very keen, very focused on what her business, where she wanted her business to go. So anytime any obstacle came up, she was very quick to make a judge, a good judgment that would benefit her in the future. Yes. And that brings me to uh, some of her work as a philanthropist. She was known as somebody who gave to the community and supported a lot of causes that she cared for. And I think that also speaks to her judgment. Once she started to achieve financial success, she started to be more active in supporting all, all of those around her. Absolutely. You know, again, once she had received, received a certain amount of, of uh, success in her life, she continued uh, to develop. And I just want to go back and just talk about how she built her business uh, just to become a millionaire because she developed her business by traveling across the United States, providing career opportunities and economic independence for thousands of African-American women who would otherwise be, uh, or be working as a maid or as a cook or as a laundry dresser or foreman. So she provided this wonderful opportunity, career opportunities for these African-American women to come up. So she also traveled to the Caribbean. A lot of people don't know that. She traveled uh, to the Caribbean and to Central America, expanding her business. So she was a woman who had a plan, she had a strategy and she worked that plan. Uh, and, and so she also um, had 25,000 active uh, Walker cell agents uh, who actually went around selling her products. So this, she was before her time, yeah. and, you know, because everything that she did was from what, 1908 to 1999, 1919, excuse me, where uh, she, formed all of these 25,000 agents 
who actually were sale agents for her company. So I think she was before her time. And as you alluded to about the philanthropy, uh, one of the uh, things that she did uh, in the community was for the African-American Young Men Christian Association, where she donated to them. You know, their building fund in Minneapolis in 1911. She also contributed to the National Association of Advancement of Color People, you know, in 1919. So she was really, really active in the community. She provided scholarships to several Black colleges and boarding schools and financial support to different orphanages and retirement homes. And she also funded to preserve the Frederick Douglass home in Washington, D.C. So, yes, she was a philanthropist, but she was also active in uh, politics where she was speaking out against the lynching of Negro uh, Negroes and the Negro Silence uh, Protective Parade uh, in 1917, you know, for the African-American soldiers during the French War. So she was extremely active. Yes. And I want to go back to what you were talking about with the business, how many agents she had and how she traveled to Central America as well as Central America and um, the Caribbean, yes, for agents. One of the things she did was she also had a beauty school where she was training women in the beauty school. And I read in the book, um, A Life on Her Own Ground, which is the book written by Aaliyah, which is her great granddaughter, where she um, also had a cleaners on site. And mm -hmm. there were multiple businesses running inside of that property, like I guess her headquarters, which I know at some point moved from one city to another, but it just talks about when you were saying how she made quick decisions and how she was forward thinking and ahead of her time. Those are some of the things where she had everything in one place, not only the hair products, the training uh, facility for training for the stylist, but also auxiliary services like um, the cleaning company as well, the cleaners. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, she was before her time. You know, she was before, she was a trailblazer and a, a formidable leader yes. you know, of her time. Yes, so we, um, this was a good discussion. Before we wrap up, was there anything else you wanted to discuss about Madam C.J. Walker, her business, or her philanthropy, or her engagement in politics? I just thought that she was just a, a phenomenal role model um, and a wonderful leader. And just knowing that she was uh, one of the first American women, African American women to become a self-made millionaire. You know, um, I think it's just awesome. It's just incredible her legacy that she has left behind, the road print, the map that she had left that others can follow in her footsteps. That's, that's awesome. And that's why we're doing episodes like this during Women's History Month so we can highlight the stories because if she can do that in the early 1900s, 
in the mid 2020s, we can do even more because she had much limited resources. She had a lot of barriers that were faced against her. And as a black woman, um, it was even more challenging for her to get all of her businesses up and do all the things she did. So right now we're in the middle of a new phase of social justice where a lot of companies and government is starting to recognize that black business owners, especially black women need additional support. So if Madam CJ Walker could do all of that with no support, how much can we do with all of the support that the government as well as corporations are offering to provide black women who are entrepreneurs? Absolutely, absolutely. Because just the progression in time and all of the assets that we have available to us, um, we should be uh, breaking the glass ceilings. Yep. You know, with innovation, you know, technology, technology, just every area in business, we should be breaking the glass ceilings. Absolutely. And and I hope all those who are listening in the listening audience, listening to the Winning Season podcast, um, I pray that they will just be inspired uh, just to uh, just go a little bit further and press a little bit further to obtain each and every goal that they have. Yes, I agree with you. So this is just the first part. We're going to do a, a few more episodes highlighting women in history. So if you enjoyed today's episode of the Winning Season podcast, share this episode with someone you know and leave us a rating and review in the Apple Store or on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, Mom, for coming on for this series and being my guest co-host. This was fun kicking off our first episode. Thank you so very much for inviting me to be your co-host. It is truly a delight and an honor for me to co-host with you, my daughter. Oh, thank you, Mama. And one more thing, we will link up in the show notes. You can find the discussion on YouTube where my mom and I talked about the Netflix series when it came out about a year ago. So that's on YouTube. That was an Instagram live that we did. You'll be able to find that in today's show notes for this episode. So until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses.